Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen, and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. Now, if you are new to the Radio Islam family, if this is your first time tuning in, connect with us. Stay in touch by following and liking our pages on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. You might miss the live broadcast, but you can always go back. Check out what you miss. We are wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, TuneIn, wherever, right? Look for us at that same handle, at Radio Islam USA. All right, family, I am always uh, excited. As a matter of fact, I just got to, even, even though I don't, I don't know if he's going to have anything to, to, to add today, I just want to give him salams. My, my brother, the impressive one, assistant producer Ibrahim Beg, is next to me. Yes, and he gives you all the salams. All right. So um, I am always excited to talk to the creatives, right, our artists, uh, because we just get so much from them, um, uh, perspective, uh, joy, you know, entertainment. Uh, so this is a great time to be listening. Uh, tonight we have in studio with us Phenom, uh, a phenomenal artist, uh, that was <laughs> really an easy play right there. Yeah, uh, but let me, <laughs> but let, let me tell you a, a bit about Phenom before we officially greet him and bring him on the mic. Uh, Phenom has dedicated his life to empowering people and uplifting communities through his music. In 1995, former First Lady Michelle Obama, man, you got to miss her. You got to miss her. Uh, selected him for the Public Allies program where he had the opportunity to work with and teach youth about violence prevention strategies. He co-founded Lyric, which is Let Your Rhymes Inspire Creativity, a mentorship program serving Chicago-based high school students, and recently developed MC School, which is a high-powered violence prevention program for 18 to 26-year-old artists to be trained as youth peace ambassadors using their art as instruments of peace. Powerful stuff. We welcome you to Radio Islam. Fanam. Thank you for having me here. Praise be to God. Thank you. And assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. So, um, you you you've been doing you've been a creative for a while. Yeah, I was born right. a creative. Okay, and, and I was born in a creative <laughs> way. So, it, it, <laughs> my birthday is on April first. So, you know, I, my life has been festive. Never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Come on. And they, they've been trying to get me since birth. So you can't, can't get it over on me. No, not today. Not today. Right. right. So um, so a lot of your work seems to have, uh, and, and I first became personally aware of you, uh, although this is the first time I've had the chance to sit down with you and talk with you. But I first became aware of you through, um, through a mutual uh, former associate, actually a personal mentor of mine, Dr. Bambadi Shakur Abdullah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, may, may, may Allah... Give her uh, paradise. And, yes. Um, but uh, at the Peace Village, she used to hold a uh, Peace Village uh, during the African Fest. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing um, not only you perform, but young people. And, and that was the first time I saw Lyric. Yeah. So tell, tell us a bit about how did Lyric, how did Lyric come about? Okay. So there are several evolutions. If, if, okay, let's look at this like the red line. Mm, okay. 
if Phnom's life is the red line and Howard is where we are now mm -hmm. uh, and 95th is where we started, lyric mentoring would be between Adams and Lawrence. Okay. Right? So there's okay. a beginning and there's there's a conclusion to that and I'm on the current one right now. Okay. So okay. lyric let your rhymes inspire creativity. Um it was the first it was I guess the fullest culmination or application of everything I learned at once. It was it was the first real application of all the things that I learned put into one project. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. a lot. It's a lot. And, and it was it was very successful on a community level. Mm. Um, on a corporate level, it didn't work so much. Um, and there are reasons why. I, I've learned and I've been taught and trained to notice certain things. And so um, some of it was our fault. We weren't really ready for all the responsibilities that a group or organization like ours was mm -hmm. to handle. And then on the other side, there was others who didn't put us in the right position to get there, to build the capacity. Mm -hmm. And so once I got off from Lyric, I went and began building capacity. So that's the process I'm in, building a bigger capacity so I can serve my populate my target population okay so and that's where we at now with mc school yes sir okay so the pretty much the same mission same mm -hmm. focus mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. uh but now with some time in between the first inception and where you're at now you've amassed you know you got you got some new tools in your toolbox definitely definitely that's exactly what i have i and even further i've learned how to use the screwdriver <laughs> better as a blade huh <laughs> uh -huh, you know so okay. I've, I've i've learned how to retool myself and then and then you know just repurpose the tools that i already have okay yeah. now one thing i know and i'm, I'm talking directly to you uh antsy impatient <laughs> radio slam listeners who are like we just want to hear him do, do something hold on a minute hold on <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we'll get to that we'll get to that um but uh, so you are a Chicago native, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. What what uh, what, what side of town? What so um, I'd like to say I'm from Chicago. So I've okay. I have all the sides. I, mean, I got some suburban, some projects, some everything. So originally Cabrini Green. Okay. Projects was the first. Yeah. Um, and just like any other story out of Chicago, like good times, we rose up and got out of there, mm -hmm. um, and moved to the West Town community. And that's where I was kind of exposed to Latinos, uh, different cultures. Yeah. Right. And then from there, went to Humble Park. That's when I learned that uh, not all Latinos are homogenous. Mm. Right. right? Okay. So that was that was a learning process. Mexicans are different from Puerto, yeah, Puerto Ricans. Uh, yeah, and stronghold. don't yeah. try to scoop them all together, you know, and that, that helped me understand and a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. And from Humble Park, we moved to um, uh, 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 Rogers Park. Um, and so that's I'm seeing the north side and how they live. And, oh, there's different resources over here. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And then um, moved to Oak Park. Mm -hmm. And I 
went there for a couple of years, got expelled, being a, a misunderstood young man, mm -hmm. and went to Wells Community Academy over in, uh, I think that's still West Town, right? Uh, it might be West Town a little bit. Um, and then went back to Oak Park, got myself back together, graduated from there, mm -hmm. and then it was the world from there. It was the world. I had to get out of Chicago okay. and go see other things. Okay. Well, you know, traveling does some amazing yeah, I things. I had to. Man. Yeah. But it sounds like you got you put some traveling in just within the Chicagoland area. It was by but default because uh, you know circumstances and mom's is in control of where we live. So right. um, I was just blessed that she had those resources that she worked hard because we came from the bottom. I saw the story of come from the bottom. Yeah. And really, she she has a corner house in Beverly now, and so she's. <laughs> It's, I, I saw the story, you know, firsthand. So um, I'm, I'm pretty well versed in what Chicago is mm -hmm. um, and the different sides of it. And she was an ER charge nurse oh. for Northwestern Memorial Hospital, and she let me shadow her. So I saw wow. I saw lots of stuff, man. You know, um, on celebration nights when the Bulls win, people come in, man, hurt, yeah. you know, from celebrating. And the different ways I saw the nurses attack pain like mm -hmm. it was a team of we're gonna stop this it was just beautiful stuff man and, and i just applied all of that to what i was doing working with the youth and the community so as far as your your own creative process mm -hmm. um the the moving being um being introduced to different communities and different different people mm -hmm. how did that impact or did it impact your creative process like what was the uh, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Yeah, how, how did that impact your creative process? Well, it let me know that not everybody takes the same medicine. So this song that you made is not for this crowd that you're standing in front of. So you're going to have to come up with something for these. And then when you made up that for them, not everybody felt that perspective. So mm -hmm. you need to look into self and see what you're actually talking about and stop appeasing people because you're going to mm -hmm. be in different environments. And so that helped me look inward yeah. to see wh where's the source? Where's the, oh, God, and what is God? Who is, where is God? Oh, see, God move. And so I looked internally, and that is where I had space to discover what my creative process was. Let me ask you this for yes, now. Yes, sir. When it comes to this struggle, I think that a lot of artists go through within um, trying to find their voice mm -hmm. and dealing with different audiences mm -hmm. and sometimes feeling like they're putting on a different face in different spaces. Mm -hmm. How does that, uh, how do you, how, how is that reconciled with being original to yourself as a creative? And is that, uh, and does it detract to say that I'm gonna do something, does it detract from that um, authenticity to say I'm gonna give something that I know this group will like? and then I'll do something that this group will like. It becomes mm -hmm. more like, um, I'm a chef. Right. You know, um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, and, and that is a process. It's a process. First, we come up just wanting to be seen. Right. And whatever we connect with first, we'll do that, and we'll want some type of feedback from that. And then we, get to, we start seeing ourselves being good at what we're doing and we want to be famous for it. We want to be famous and make some money. We want to be famous first. Yeah. Then we want to make some money, make a lot of money, you know. Um, 
And then after that, you start learning that you won't get out here unless you get out here. You have to go into different environments and present yourself, expose. <laughs> I was going to say expose yourself to the audience, but don't really do that. Get yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get yourself <laughs> familiar with the different places that's out, the different platforms that are, that are out there. Right. And what we learn in doing that, having something for everybody, is it, it rips us too thin. We're not able to transform from a hot environment to a cold environment or vice versa. Mm -hmm. You come from a revolutionary environment where you're out there protesting, and then your bro asks you to come and do a song for his bros at the party, and that's not the same place you just left, man. And so it wears on you. Mm -hmm. um, and But it's necessary for the exposure. Mm. It's necessary. You have to want to say, oh man, I got something for this. You have to be multidimensional. Right. But it comes a time where you have to realize you have to identify yourself. Yeah. And in order to be selected. And so I look at it as like being in a store. If you're going to be a screwdriver and soap, you're never going to be sold because people are coming for their specific thing. So you have to choose which, which one you're going to be, right? Um, you can be a screwdriver that holds soap, right, mm -hmm. or dispenses it, right. but you're really a screwdriver. So right. you have to really choose what you are. And once I did that, I did, did that at an early age, though, because I dove more into the MC. Mm. Now, what that means is other people are going to come to you and say, hey, man, why don't you make beats? Or why don't you manage? Or why don't you do all those things? Yeah, those things are great. Um, and I kind of grew up side by side with Kanye for a couple of years in, in the music. Mm -hmm. And he was able to produce and do a whole bunch of things. I wanted to concentrate on the art of emceeing and get best at that. Mm. And so that helped me at an early age find out don't make everything for everybody. Right? I'm a chef and I can make different things, but I don't make McDonald's burgers. Right. Right. And that's food. They need that. They need it. My burger is going to be different. Right. Have right. Some, some vegetables on there. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I and I know that now and I'm comfortable with people saying, no, I don't I don't want him. I'm comfortable. You got to get comfortable because we want to be famous when we want to be famous. Right. Right. We say, no, I'll, I'll switch or I'll adjust. And I found more power when I said, no, that's not my crowd, man. That's not me. But that took some time to get. Oh, to man, did it. Did it took some it took some some days me going home and crying. I remember being invited to Power 92, man. They they got my song. They said, "We love your song. We love your song." But I'm a student though, so I'm hyper aware of everything. And I noticed that it was this was a payola situation. Somebody paid that dude to say all these things. Man, now I'm coming in talk about your talk about your album. He seemed interested looking at me. Right. But then right when I started talking, he leaned over and started talking to everybody else. And was like, no, no, say it, say it to the microphone, right? You know, and and so I realized, oh, this is Oz. Right. This is uh, this ain't what the people are hearing is not what's actually going on in the studio. Right, right. And that bothered me. It bothered me so much. It, it just let me know that I, I'm I'm a part of this dog and pony show. And I just went home and I I cried, man, because that's not what I envisioned. That's that's not. Yeah, when somebody when somebody reaches out to you and gives oh. you an invitation, you feel like. 
they're calling you because they appreciate you as an artist. Man, yes. And then you come in and find out that, you know, no, it's, this is it's, it's a play. Oh man, this is this is a drive through. This is this is regular run of the mill. Right. Um, and the artists that were there were nothing like my kind. Oh, I'm sorry, I, no uh, the, hitting the table. The the um, there were nothing like like what I do, and I thought I was gonna be in a zone with my likeness. Right. Then I went home and I was like, no, nah, this ain't it. But then after running into some mentors and them really letting me know what that was, that was my platform. Mm. So I had to relook at so that, and it's a process, like you said, it, it takes a while. Yeah. But um, at an early age, I knew certain things that I didn't want to do and certain things that I did. Okay. And that helped me. And I had some gang-banging brothers and uncles and sisters and aunties and stuff, so they showed me I don't want to do that. Nothing like sending it up close. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can attest like, to that personally. I was for sure I know I don't want to do that, man. Y'all y'all looking around y'all back because of what y'all did yesterday. Mm -hmm. I want to go to the movies and, like, be there. Yeah. And it was just a different quality of life, and I didn't want to get that up. Now, what I didn't mention, uh, Radio Slime family, is that Phnom is also um, one of the uh, imams, Inner City Muslim Action Network, uh, Sacred Cipher Creatives. Yes. And um, so you actually you actually have a residency going on right now over yes. there right now. Uh, it's about eight days, eight oh. day residency. Okay. So so what does that entail? And um, yeah, what what does that entail? So the beautiful organization of Iman, Inner City Muslim Action Network, a mm -hmm. network that is in action, right? They Absolutely. brought the action my way and was <laughs> like, yo, we're, we're recruiting 30 artists and five of those 30 is going to be a part of a, a special group to just kind of just do what they're trying to do, and, but they couldn't with, without the resources. And so I fit that. I've been doing this for a while. They've been watching me. I've been working with Iman. Mm -hmm. And so it was easy it was an easy connect. It was an easy click. And so once I became or I filled out the application process and went through that and I became a, a, art, a artist on the artist roster. Mm -hmm. And then we started interviewing for the sacred cipher artists. And I understood, oh, this is a different level of how they want us to really bring it to the table. They want us to bring it. Yeah. Like and and so that was great because as an artist, people just want you to do what they've heard of you, or they just just want you to do your little piece and let us do this thing here. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that we are some cement to these bricks that are here. Mm -hmm. You don't really see the cement when you look at that building. You see those beautiful red bricks, but cement is holding that together. Right. And the cement rarely gets the credit, but. Iman understood. Mm. Man, it was it was great, and we went on an artist retreat with all of the artists, the thirty, and we we just went into a deeper level of artistry. And so I have a, each of the five have a residency. They can do it here in Atlanta and different places. And I chose to do mine here on the grounds of Iman because me, Phnom, personally. Mm -hmm wants to contribute to the self-sustaining machine or project that welcomed me. Mm. Right? And so giving back immediately. Immediately and sustainably. Right. Right? So help those that are there to help give back and build more there. You know, when you said how uh, the artists are 
they're part of uh, the cement. They're like the cement mm-hmm. for uh, the, the the organization or yeah. the movement the, yeah. itself. I immediately thought about thought about the civil rights mu- uh, movement mm-hmm. and some of the iconic songs like um, uh, ain't, "Ain't Gonna Let Nobody Turn Me Around," right? Yes, sir. Um, we we think about songs like that or uh, or, or we shall black and I'm proud black and I'm proud uh, yeah you know these songs they have as they're, they're not just feel good right they're not just motivators but they're very much a part of the uh, the direction you think mm-hmm. about uh, uh, the the overall the marching orders of an organization like uh, we shall overcome so we are going to be relentless yes right ain't gonna let nobody turn turn me around mm-hmm. you know. Regardless of what the the, the, the space uh, or the obstacles we face, so yeah, that immediately that that statement you made, it just brought me back to thinking about uh, because we have this footage of okay. the civil rights movement, okay. we can think about those songs, yeah, yeah. and and connect them in a different way. That's interesting you say that, brother, because I'm hyper aware that the people who went through the civil rights movement made a better world for me to do my thing. Yeah, and I'm constantly conscious of that. And so um, I, I owed the elders who sat in there in those sit-ins and got hit in the face with, with things. And I'm in this building because somebody had a fight with a police officer and then went in, into the system and changed the system so that I can walk down the street freely and make it here in a timely fashion to talk about what I want to do with the world. Yeah. And I'm hyper aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just came from Iraq and I realized the power of images, the images that they're fed from whatever interfaces is all they have yes. of us. Yeah. So it just so happened that all the pictures through the civil rights movement was of us fighting the system. And so they respected us off of that just showing yeah. up. Yeah. And there wasn't a way for them to quell our fight. It, it, it's been worldwide. You know, and, and so I felt that I, I, when I got there, I immediately landed on the shoulders of my ancestors. That's beautiful. Man, it was, it was beautiful. It was a great view, too, from my family. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Uh, can, can we hear something from you? Sure. All right. <clears throat> me, me, me. Right. <laughs> so as, he, as he's getting ready, we're going to take our time and be ready to receive this. Okay. All right, I'm okay. ready. Go ahead. You got it. Phenomenon in the ball, no dissing my lyrical hall, written upon the wall, prophecy final call, will go on in the world with crooked political, revolutionary roll with me. Spiritual warfare, them done, them worship money and gun, them teach us to do it wrong with every boy and them girl. For then we fall, we join the name of God, revolutionary roll with me. I summon the spirits of Ra, Yimiyah and the Jah, Rastafari, Imhotep, York, Tuhuri, and the Farai, Zulu, Teshaka, Hashem, the Allah, the one true Allah, Allahu Akbar, Ogun, Oshun, Isis, Memnon, Hannibal, Judah, and the Lion as the emblem, Jesus, Lord of Lords, original son of man, King of all kings, aboriginal brother man, I summon the spirits of Bob Marley, Marcus Garvey, the imperial one, Halasalasia, Jimmy, Robeson, Pink House, Phyllis, Marvin, Marvin, Marvin. Feel this, Tupac, Biggie, Big L, Big Pun, enter into this place. Which one? This one. I'm asking for the power to resurrect in this hour the hop that Cool Herc started out in the Bronx. 
No one ball, no dissing my lyrical heart Written upon the war, prophecy from no call What we'll go on in the world with crooked political Revolutionary road me Yeah, spiritual warfare, them done Them worship money and gun Them teach us to do it wrong with every boy and them girl For then we fall, we do in the name of God Yo uh, in this midst of the war, I can hear the soldiers roar. Rap Messiah bore. I got keys for freedom connoisseurs. We in the last days. Life short, that's more than a phrase. Young boys with French braids get sprayed in gangways. Remember this. Phenom, I didn't come. I was sent to get a message to the desperate of the devil's intent to get us all in the position to be devoured. We can't fall to the ground like the Twin Towers. You should acknowledge that I'm spitting in the final hour. Modern technology is stripping humans of their power. Miseducation of religion keep my people sour. Now my brother said all their differences with gunpowder. Listen, my plan, create a sacred and holy land for the spiritually indigenous, child, woman, and man. I'm a runaway slave with Jesuit ways. My heart is beyond brave, y'all. Freedom is what I crave. Some say follow Jesus. Others tell me not to. I follow dude in the mirror. But he only moves when I do. Oh. Namana. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> Ten thousand people rising to their feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I see you on the radio. I see you. <laughs> That's right. Man, that was that was wonderful. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Man, I'm delighted. That was that was. So, I mean, first of all, you brought out you brought out the the uh, the, the the Bob Marley, mm -hmm. the the Rastafari mm -hmm, musical mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, vibe, and then went into the to the to the spoken word. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you got a track for this as well. Yes. So, I, I, I'd, I'd love to hear the whole. I'd love to hear what the track. But yeah. there's something about hearing things a cappella. Man, that's there's, my thing. You know what? That's my that's my Achilles heel. And maybe somebody out there can help, right? Because <laughs> I am phenomenal live. Yeah. It's just been very difficult going into the lab and doing what I just did there, there. It's mm. difficult with getting the right people to come out and record the show so yeah. that I can have that as the thing. And these 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 are the issues. One, let's say this. I have a great interview with y'all. I yeah. feel like going home and writing something for my people, right? And right. write something. But the producer who makes the beat had a bad day, man, and he making this beat. And I'm going to listen to his catalog and I'm trying to marry my energies to his energies and it's not working. It's mm. not making a, a flow of energy. Right. And so the so some of the songs, they're not reaching their fullest potential. They're good right. because we're both artists, but I need to cook from the beginning with a producer who's been my producer, but that, that takes capital, That's it takes a revenue. Too. Yeah. Man, you know, so I'm I'm getting closer and closer to that. I don't have a, a full band yet. Okay. When Phnom get a band, y'all in trouble. Now that's to me, I think that is the uh that's the epitome right there. Man. Of just just dopeness, right? Man, I'm, <laughs> to I'm have a full band right I'm behind you. Because sure. then they they go with you. Right, it, uh, it's only so much you're gonna do with the, you know, with the static beat. I mean, right, right. It, the, but the band is a ministry, man. We can just get yeah. a drummer song right now. Da, 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 yeah, da, da. We, yeah. Can, we can just go into different worlds. We can do like salsa right now, and I can spit some rhymes over salsa. Like, 
at the Iman Friday uh, Farmer's Market, yeah. there was a Latino band there. Really? They played reggae, uh -huh. right, when they knew I was coming up. They go, what are you? All right, maybe he's... And, they do, 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 do. <laughs> and over the reggae, I did some Fela-esque-ness. Mm. It was beautiful, man. <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful. If you didn't look at us, if you was around the corner and you didn't know that it was us on the stage, you would have thought... Fela Kuti and then was on the stage, man. Get out of here. If you come around the corner, it's, it's just let me, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: When it comes to when it, when it comes to an idea, mm -hmm. um, uh, and it's time, and, and I know it's almost like something embodying you, something mm -hmm. inside of you that you just have to get out and put down, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, do you operate in that fashion where you just start writing and you you start putting the melodies together, you you do arrangements? And you do that without even having uh, an actual beat mm -hmm. to, to to work with. Yes. Well, it's is is different. It's different avenues of coming up with a classic or a masterpiece or whatever. Or it's just just. Let, put, let, I'm sorry. Let me interrupt one second. So the piece you just did. Yeah. Was that something that you wrote down? You had arranged even before you had a, a beat from a producer, or was it you heard the beat and then you put the the, the lyrics to it? I knew what I wanted to do. Okay. Remember, and, and you asked him, that was a great question. You're a great question asker, man. <laughs> That's why you're doing this radio. Okay, great. Um, you know, I, I changed the lens on where I draw my creativity from because I didn't want to make a piece for the audience. I wanted to make a piece from Fana. Okay. And that audience will pick it up. Right. And so what I wanted to do was invoke the people. Mm -hmm. I wanted to uh, uh, um, 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 encourage, wake up the people by calling out the, the names. Um, what, what do you call it? Ashe, uh, libation. Yeah. I wanted to do libation in the form of a song. Right. That's, that wow. was first. So then I said, oh, man, how do I do this? And I coupled that with um, all of the deities, the different, the different names that the creator can be called in, right. right? From all of the holy ones that we know to the street ones that we know, because we are God having a us experience, mm -hmm. right? And I, and I know this. So I called out all of the names and I went through, that's where my studying comes in. Okay, what are the Hashem to Allah, the one true Allah, Allah Akbar, Ogun, Oshun, Isis. So knowing these, those names and who they are, but the melody of it, mm -hmm. um, it came from actually watching and being in environments where the microphone didn't work. Huh? Being in environments where the mic didn't work, the sound system was bogus, and it's your turn, yeah. and now it's not your turn anymore, and thank you, and it didn't work out, and your whole purpose of what you were doing today was that, and thank you. And next, we're going to have, and you're gone. Wow. So I said, the next time I'm on the microphone, you are going to feel me whether you like it or not. Yeah. Then I understood reggae. We don't know what they're saying. But mm -hmm. we feel it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right, right. So I said, what can I say? Give me a melody. And I was going around. 
and and I worked out the melody for a while until I knew what I wanted it to sound like. Yeah. And once I put the words to it, it became a spiritual thing. And then I tried it out at my brother's type of environment, mm -hmm. right? On a mic that I knew didn't work. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it cut the room in half and exposed the attention. Who is that? Who is that? I'll say, oh, this is a weapon. Say, okay. And that, that, that kind of taught me how to shape it. But that came from the desire to do um, lyrical libation. Wow. Wow. Radio Song family, if you are just tuning in, our guest in studio is Phnom. Uh, we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will get back into our conversation. This is Radio Islam. We're on WCEV 1450 AM. There's a lot at stake this November. 36 governorships. 35 Senate seats. And all 435 House seats are up for election. If only 50% of voters show up, it would be the highest midterm turnout in a century. Learn more and get involved at IamAVoter.com. And don't forget to vote Tuesday, November 6th. Brought to you by I Am A Voter and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq el and we're broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. Now, remember, folks, to keep up with us on social media. You will find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. And also take a moment to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours at. You will find us at Radio Islam USA. All right. If you missed... The first half, you are definitely you are definitely uh, going to want to make sure that you go back. Um, you're gonna be you're gonna be subscribed right there just off of that because you want to go back. Um, our guest in studio is Phnom. He is uh, actually I didn't mention this until the middle of the conversation, but uh, he is one of the uh, Sacred Cipher uh, creatives mm -hmm. with uh, Iman Inner City Muslim Action Network. Uh, shout out to our family over there. Yeah. Uh, but he has also the um, he's also founded a program which is um, anti violence. Uh, it's a violence prevention program. It's called MC School, right? So yes, we're sir. gonna we're gonna get into that, and uh, and you missed a great performance, right? So if you're just tuning in once again, you need to make sure that you're going back, <laughs> right? Go back so you can go forward. All right. MC School. MC School. Um, we, as we were talking, you know, all fair, it's kind of like you seeing yourself more of this, uh, veteran, you know, you're still in the game, yes, right. But yes. you see yourself as, as, um, more, more as a coach or, yes. or with, with the coach abilities, I shouldn't say more as, but right. Like a player coach. Yeah. Player coach. Not Pete Rose. Cause I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gambling, but you know, yeah. I'm, I'm out here. I'm a player coach. Yes, right. sir. But when it comes to transmitting what you have gained over your years of experience um, to these younger people. 
especially when it comes to trying to use art as a way to uh, intercept or um, uh, put a wall up between them and, and violence, mm-hmm. right? So when it comes to the technical aspects of, of, of writing, of delivery, um, what do you what what do you see when you are dealing with these young people? Are they are they open to that to that coaching, or are they at a, or do they have to get to that? Are they at a point where they just they come in and they just have to really just have a space to to say what they got to say? They need that space. If you look at what hip hop was when it came, nobody was mentoring these kids right. or those kids. Nobody was really. They had their own mentors, but nobody was telling them what the music was that they were doing. Right. They they found a place to go do their own music, and the world crawled in that room. Mm-hmm. And now they're demanding everybody go through this training for it, but it's it's organic, and that's what we forget about the new youth that are they're they're in their room. It's called drill. It's called yeah. Mumble rap is yeah. called whatever. That that's they understand each other's language. Mm-hmm. Where we understood our language, like we would say, uh, kind of date myself, but we would say, "Man, stop sweating me!" Right? Yeah. I mean, that means you you are you're close to me and all in my business. Like sweat is on my body. Mm-hmm. Like back up, give me some room. Mm-hmm. But saying that to your friend doesn't mean. I'm disrespecting you. This is our way of saying, bro, give me some room so I could do my thing. Yeah. But for an outsider, it sounded like it's going to be a fight over there, right? Mm-hmm. And so here in the current world, they might say something different, but they mean the same thing to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, boy, I'll, I'll do this and I'll do that. That's just playing the dozens, man. That's just them talking to each other. Mm-hmm. But us who don't understand what they saying is all that drill music in there that man they talking about and and I'd like to also add we watch violent movies right we watch them man we and we have for a while mm-hmm. what the kids are coming up with is a audio movie it's a some of these things are a lot of these things are not real man they can't really shoot nobody man and then go do a concert and be like a superstar artist they lying man they lying <laughs> but but <laughs> but it's a it's a movie it's exciting take us through it like you know it, it's and so that's my understanding of what they are doing yeah what we all are doing though is as artists no matter what age what generation is we're all affected by certain things the Laquan McDonald thing affected us. Sure, Trump being elected affected all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, um, certain certain things just affect us. There's a place, there's a, a room where we can meet to discuss these things, but if we don't recognize each other's language, we'll never speak. And so from an early age, I knew that there were disconnects in the language. Mm-hmm. From an early age of working with youth, I knew that youth are always looked at negatively. Sure. They they yeah. always had the worst rap out of everybody with a stereotype. They got all negative stereotypes. At mm-hmm. least the teacher got the apple thing, you know. Police got donuts. They mm-hmm. All police eat donuts. But all youth, just bad, 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 right? So mm-hmm. um, I understood that. And so I started listening with a little more intent. And the state of hip-hop 
is exactly where it is when it first came out. The difference is the lifestyles of those young artists before they get the microphone is different. We grew up without as much technology. So we had to talk to the people. You had to know how to talk to people and interface and just us looking at each other. You could tell, here's the best example. Woo! Here you go, here you go. Um, um, like if I text you, if, if I loan you $5, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then later I send a text and say, hey man, what's up with that five? Right? Mm-hmm. You could say, you could text back, don't have it. I don't actually know what you mean, right? Where if I was standing in front of you, if you'd have said, don't have it, that mm-hmm. showed me you don't care about my five dollars, man. Right. Or if you'd have said, oh, I don't have it, man. That shows me you do care and you're kind of remorseful about not having it. With that text, I don't get none of those feelings. Yeah, we miss intonation, body language. All, all that, all that. So they grew up like that. They're growing up like that. And mm-hmm. so for us to try to explain, where's your feelings, huh? Where's your... They don't need that. They're in a world that's functional without your way. If you don't understand that, then you're going to wreck their flow to try to make it look like your flow because you know what's functional. Hmm. I agree. There is a point where we all have to be in the same space. Uh, And we do have to communicate. And when that time comes, there still, uh, there there seems to be maybe a disconnect. It is. It's a a disconnect on various levels. You know, where, you know, the uh, the communication skills or the social skills, um, being able to read nuance, you know, uh, those things are not always present in the in the generation that is so used to communicating through screens. Yeah. Um, but I, I like your description of so these are audio movies. These right? are audio. These are audio movies. These are audio. Yeah, audio books or whatever. But see, the the problem the problem with it is these movies are made and they are looked at. They're not looked at in the same light that the big budget Hollywood films are mm-hmm. looked at. Mm-hmm. They're not looked at in the same way. Uh, and, and that's probably because these movies are not, uh, there's no money. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's no money. There's not, a, um, there's not a real benefit for a studio. No, no, let me take that back. Let me take that back. The benefit that's that's made from it is comfort it comes from an environment where these things are actually taking place right right, right. So, right. It's so, like, so it's not it's not a theory it, these are actually yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, a report of what happened it's, it's actually going down yeah so it it, it becomes um it, it's, it's a bit different when you see fill in the blank movie uh actor and he's gunning up you know running and gunning in a movie mm-hmm. but then later on you see him or her, mm-hmm. you know, at the at, at the awards, you know, you see them totally in, outside in of another that movie or environment. something. Yeah, a different right? type of movie. Yes, sir. Yeah. So it is it is something that is really exclusive to uh, this art form and for for our young people in particular because they're making music not all the time but they're making music that 
really reflects what they're going on. So there's never, there, there's, there's very little separation. You know, I, I, I would like to challenge that with Please do. A, a view, just, <clears throat> just looking back. And I'm a part of a, a organization called Hip Hop Detox with Brother Enoch Muhammad. Uh, yeah, and, and so one of the first things that he helped me to realize is that it's not necessary. We didn't come up with this, right? Our generation, like, let's look at smoking weed, mm -hmm. right? Right, like the before now, it was not too long ago. It was Wiz Khalifa. He was the weed smoking rapper, right? <laughs> but before Wiz Khalifa, there was Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Right? Snoop and Dre. Yeah. And if we go back man. a little further, though, mm -hmm. there is Rick James. Yeah. Mary Jane. There was no rappers out right there. That's true. They talking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. Before Rick James, there was Cab Calloway with Reefer Man. Yeah. So that line goes way back, and it doesn't belong to these young people. There's a lack of interface to address it, but... Uh, and the same thing with the the promiscuous woman. Like uh, I guess right now you have Cardi B, who's like I'm the baddest B. But before her was uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Nicki Minaj. Right. Before Nicki Minaj, it was Lil Kim. Before Lil Kim, it was Trina. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. before Trina, it was Betty Davis. Mm. With those Betty Davis eyes. Mm. Wasn't no rappers out then. Right. right. But that was the same energy that was that was out and about so i'd like to challenge and ask a question mm -hmm. there's poison being sold at target right let's say um arsenic or uh, bleach yeah there's also ice cream sold at target if someone takes that arsenic and puts it in the ice cream and gives it to the the kids and the kids eat it. I know where uh, everybody likes to say, oh, but who's most at fault? Is it the people who makes the poison available or the people who take the poison? Who's mm. mostly at fault? Because these kids are kids. Right. And they are making their music wherever they're making it. They don't have the interface to put it around the world, or they didn't before YouTube and SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. Even then, there's still a process that they have to go to the recording and then get it uploaded, and there's YouTube that puts it everywhere. Those kids don't put it everywhere. So who's at fault, or who's the blame? And there's this free speech thing. If free speech is killing us all, is that really free? Mm. If mm. his free speech is making us unfree, is that free speech then? So th there are some adult issues that need to be addressed in order to clean the world for the babies so we don't blame them. It's impossible to go past the adults and look at the kids. How? What? That is a wonderful uh, reframing. That's a wonderful reframing. And... If we talk about this in terms of, and I've had these conversations in terms of, um, of, of drugs, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. in in, in uh, African American communities, um, what's the old line? We don't have any planes. <laughs> oh yeah, we have right? no planes, no yeah, boats, we, we're no not, canoes. Yeah, so there there are other actors involved. Uh, so I I appreciate you reframing it that way because um, as much as I'm aware of the demonization mm -hmm. of uh, of, of, of black youth, of, of youth of color in general, 
I think sometimes the sentiment is there is a level of disappointment that when I think about the, you know, and I guess I'm dating myself, I don't really care, but when I think about the, how there was a sec, there was a section of the art and uh, that was, you know, we called it conscious rap. Oh yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But there was a segment of it that was political, that was about um, social change, that was um, about challenging people to elevate their consciousness. And I mean, that wasn't the whole thing, right? Because we still had the party stuff, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we still had stuff that was just about, you know, the, that audio movie, right? But the disappointment is, especially when you think about in terms of what you said earlier about how the creative, the artist is a part of the cement, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And you think like, what are you cementing right now? Because there's a vacuum. And, and you know what? And I'll say this, I have to admit this, that the vacuum is in the mainstream. Mm -hmm. But once again, access, who controls who that? Who controls it. Right, that, so, it, it. so I would even have to have to back up on my own statement right now to say <laughs> that we probably do have these young people who are in that same mode of, of, of consciousness. We do, right? right? But they don't have the platform. They're not being, nobody's giving them the mic. Now I, I like to I like to give you a vision, and this is one of the things that I do in MC school. Yeah. Right, I draw a line from then to now. Okay, um, and the power of the horn, the power of the. the um, if you go back, there's a song in hip hop that's kind of like an anthem with uh, uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. It's called uh, "Will They Reminisce Over You?" And the yeah. horn goes. Right, so we hear that horn, and it and it and it, and it, it just penetrates us. It helps us throw our hands up like this. The anthem. Yeah. Will they reminisce over you? Are you doing stuff that's so bad that you can't get talked about in a positive light once you're gone? Are we dying so fast that we don't even have enough time to properly mourn you because the brother next just came so quick? Will they reminisce over you? Yeah. At all. So it was self-reflective, but it was the horn was great. Mm -hmm. Then you got Queen Latifah, da na na, U N I T Y. Right? Those horns were were in us. It was a part of it. And then the new new version of that was Kanye with uh, using Curtis Mayfield's heart. Let me testify. It's a party feel, but mm -hmm. I'm seriously talking about it. Let me testify. Testify what? Yeah. Yes. So to a horn. And then the newer version, Chance the Rapper. He mm. gave you a whole horn with a guy, you know, with Donnie, yeah. right? He understood the power of that. And so through the line of hip hop, that's hip hop's instrument. Yeah. That's hip hop instrument. And knowing that that Chance the Rapper is a youth who knows his power. And there and on, on multiple fronts. But we got to Chance before Chance got the chance. Oh, really? We did with uh, okay. U Media. Okay. So U Media, the program that he references in his his um, debut project. Mm. Um, no, it wasn't his debut project. It was Acid Rap, right? And so he's talking about I'm still Mr. U Media. U Media was one of the platforms that was created by a brother in my group, uh, um, brother Mike, another guy, Akili, and the, these these ideas came from what we wanted to do with the youth to give them that, which we had. There were some people who saw those conscious kids, which was us, yeah. give them a platform. Mm -hmm. And they got up, 
They parked. They set up the whole thing. They didn't get paid they, that night. And we left champions because we was on the mic. And we didn't break down nothing. We didn't do So now it's our turn to create that platform for them. And when we did, Chance the Rapper recognized that. Mick Jenkins and the rest of them, they recognized that. And they jumped off of that and allowed us to teach them along the way. Hmm. That's why. Yeah, Big Jenkins. He's yeah, he's he's dope too. You know what I'm saying? That's that's why the uh, No Name Gypsies from U Media. Um, um, Vic Mensa is from uh, the U Media family. Oh. So th th you can kind of tell those kids kind of have a similar plight about them. Yeah, they are fighting the new wave of unconsciousness. Hmm. And so um, they, they called me down, man. They called me to the open mic thing. The reason why it's called open mic is because the brother who's in the group, his name is Mike. He passed, unfortunately, and that's a commemoration to him. Mm. And so he, Chance called us down to show us the anniversary, and it was wonderful. And we got a chance to see, like, look what the youth are doing. Chance the rapper isn't just using platforms. He's creating one, an incredible one. What's incredible about that? You're gonna have a, a mainstream artist pop up at this open mic, cause he paid for them, right? And he understood why that's important to have them there. So the new youth are here. It's just we don't have the capital to really, or the capacity right now, to build 50 chance the rappers. Right. Right. It takes time to build that. They need to try some things. We talk to them, go home and try it and come back. Did it work? No, because my mom and then see you messing with your mom. You're making her mad, man. So go try it again. And there needs to be space for that. And so you media was the perfect space for that. They didn't see a way to keep it going. So we create new platforms. It's MC school now. Right. And I'm working with Collaboration, uh, with their the Collaboration, the organization that's in the Flat Iron Arts building. And I do an open mic every Wednesday. Oh, really? Yep. And today is Wednesday, right? 8 to 11. 1579 North Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Damon in Wicker Park. Okay. And it's important that I put that platform in Wicker Park because I need to get the brothers from many different neighborhoods out of their neighborhood. Yeah. So that they can feel safe and so they can see the rest of the world like I did. Right. Say, oh man, why don't I eat a falafel? Because I'm right here. Falafel is not on 51st Street. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's that's why, man. And, and I'm four weeks into it. It's beautiful. Um, I'm, just, I'm just in love with life right now, man. Just... No, I mean, you, you have said something <laughs> that was really, uh, first of all, just something about me personally, which is um, I don't ever have a problem being wrong. Uh, right? Hey. <laughs> yeah. And that probably comes from 18 years of marriage. Um, so she she lets me know I'm, I'm wrong most of the time. But I think what you have said has to be said and said uh, constantly, which is that as adults, the parent generation has to take responsibility for, has to take responsibility for those who really are not responsible for themselves. Right. Right. They're dealing with the circumstances that they have been born into. They're dealing with the the, 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 the deck that life has dealt them. So that's just critically important to continue to say. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I am definitely heartened to hear uh, the work that you're doing because, I mean, I can just, I can just feel from your, your energy and just, just hearing you talk and, um, that I think MC School is not only going to give these young people the space to first just be able to talk, Right to, right to 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 speak and and share their uh, their experience, 
but it's also going to be a space that's going to allow them to cultivate the type of consciousness yes, where they're going to be able to uh, be lights, mm. you know, that they can be lights. Because you don't need you don't need a thousand. Uh-huh. Right. Tell sometimes sometimes th- two or three will be enough Bro, to help lead the masses. <laughs> I, w- I was trying to raise this fifty thousand dollars to deal with twenty five of them and I, and I couldn't. But you know what? I had the capacity for about eight of them. And that eight turned to six. And I really got those. But you know what I got to do, brother? Yes, sir. I had one of the youth who I was able to decompress and really get into his box. Like, um, why do you treat the women the way you do? And he said, I don't know. Uh, well, let's go back in your life, man. When's, what's your first encounter with women? Oh, man, my uncle used to, my uncle's girlfriend used to let us touch her butt. Mm. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, man. But the way you talk about women and you approach women now, you think that it's okay to just touch women or just because someone just lets you do it. Right. But that's not the way, brother. And let me re-show this to you. Oh, you know what? Nobody ever showed me that. Same thing with same brother. Let's go deeper into your life. Man, when's the first time you saw violence? Oh, man, I was riding on my bike and a guy knocked me over and that guy who knocked me over fell on top of me and a guy ran behind him and blew his brains out. What did you do after that? Oh, I went home. And what you do? I laid down and then played my game. Who did you tell? You. You've been holding this for 17 years or however long, however long you've been holding this? Yes. Hmm. He's never been given the platform. He's never been decompressed. And that's why he's full of violence right he's now. He's dealing with trauma. He's, he's dealing with trauma that has never been dealt with. Or even, we didn't even touch that. Yeah. To say, what is this? how does this feel right here? Oh, ouch, ouch. How long has that been hurting? For a long time. Man, and so MC School has created an environment for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I didn't have the capacity to keep it going. And so Iman said they're going to they're gonna work with me to try, try to help me build capacity and raise these funds. That's why I'm on the radio now. If you got funds, you know what I'm saying? Y'all want to help out. <laughs> MCSchool.org. Um, you know, social media? Social media, yeah. I that, mean, no, that, is there any other? That's what uh, MC School, E-M-C-E-E-S-K-O-O-L. Okay. It, it's Once you hit that website, you're going to get all of our social media okay. stuff. Good enough. Or phenomuniversal.com is my website. You're going to get all of that and the Iman stuff. Okay. Brother, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Man, I live in this studio, <laughs> man. <laughs> all right, Radio That's Sound up, family, you, you have the connections. You just heard them give it. Um, we thank you for tuning in. And God willing, we're going to get you in again. I'm coming back. Okay. All right, so we thank you all for listening, and we thank our engineers over at WCEV for making sure we come through loud and clear. I'm your host and producer, Tariq Alameen, our assistant producer, Ibrahim Baig, the impressive one. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid, and we remind you that the views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision Foundation. And with that, I leave you as I greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.